Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Have you ever thought about going back to school? Have you? To, to actually pursue a different career? No. To, to do it for just my own benefit? Curiosity to, you know, learn a little bit more maybe. Were you a lover of learning? Yeah, I, I do. I, I like to learn. I like, I like to have intellectual conversation, which is more and more difficult to come by these days. Yeah, especially right. being married to me. No, I'm just talking about... <laughs> I think in general, I think that that's, you know, well, I, I, you don't even need to elaborate on that. It's just the world we live in with like everybody's got their own opinion and they don't care if it's right or wrong. I, I actually saw a guy post a meme <laughs> the other day that was like, and it was, I'm done arguing with people. One plus one equals five. You go, bro. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at with that type of thing. So, True. So when, so when I do find somebody that can talk, I love it. I love I love to have good conversation. Therefore, I like to learn because I think a lot of college professors, if you get into the right, you know, right schools, I think you, I think that you can. I, I would like to learn a lot from them because they're learned individuals. I've seen a lot of people, even that we know who have gone back to school and now yeah, are right. graduating with either an elevated degree, like a master's degree or doctorate or something like that. Or pursuing something completely different. Right. And I think that's inspirational because life is busy and crazy. And I see these people who are working full time and have children who decide to kind of go out on a limb and like pursue this thing that takes time and money and effort. And to me, it's very inspiring. Right. So is there a reason you gave up initially at Winona State University? So I did, I went to Winona State for a semester. Woo! <laughs> and I was pursuing mass communications with a focus on television broadcasting. And I don't know. I I'm I sometimes think about that and it was like I wanted to get done faster. The gen eds were they felt like a waste of time. So I started exploring a, a more accelerated program. Um, I was homesick, which happens. Sure. That happens a lot. To a lot of people. Yeah, that happens a lot. And I wanted to, I wanted to go home. Um, I had like my one high school friend and I both went there and we lived across the hall from each other, but I didn't have a lot of friends besides that. And I had grown up in a small tight knit community and I, it was just so different. Right. So I quit and I transferred to Brown College where I got my radio broadcasting degree. And that was an accelerated program. And I was sure. able to live at home while I did it. Um, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on TV. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't I wouldn't go back to school and pursue television well, at this point. I'm often I'm just curious because there's I, I know so many people now. And as you get later into life, you'll see this whether they want to finish or degree or 
they want to pursue something different or just further enhance themselves, right? I just think that they want to learn and they want to continue to grow even as they age. And what's cool uh, yeah. with technology and the internet is there's so many things that you can do that are 100% online based. Right. So you don't have to go to campus and, you know, have a class schedule. It's self-paced and you can do it on your on your own time. And there's so much of that out there that I think that's encouraging people to try something, whether it be doing something totally new, finishing something that they started when they were younger or pursuing something that maybe they wished that they would have pursued at a younger age. Right. So I think it's cool and it's inspiring and I kind of want to do it, but I don't have a lot of time and that's kind of well, what's stopping me, I think. Well, yeah, you can, I mean, some of the things that you want to pursue though, I think that you could do. Yeah. So I'm, I've been looking at some online certifications for like personal styling courses yeah, right, right. to be like a certified personal stylist. I could probably style someone with just my own knowledge, but if you're going to charge people a price to do something, you should probably have a little bit of <laughs> training on how to right, do it. Right. Um, I, that, that's what I think anyway. Um, so I've been looking at some of these courses and they're like eight to 12 weeks and it's all self-paced and it's all online. And I'm like, I think, but I think that you know how to do it is what that course would give you is it would teach you how to implement your idea, right? True. Yeah. That, that's what it would. That's that, a good that, way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. That's what they do because you, you, I mean, you just naturally have the ability to put something like that together. They'll teach you how to market it, monetize. Yes. It, that's right? a, that's a good way of putting it. And probably arms you with a little bit more confidence too. Right. That you are on the right path or like you actually do know what you're doing. Right. And that's what I really wanted to do when I was making career choices as a 17-year-old person, which is so crazy that we expect 17-year-olds to know what they want to do with their life. Right, right. No, I understand Isn't that. it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think you have an idea. I mean, people can start to see your interests, but I can, if you're that age, even if you're into your 20s now and you're not really sure where you're going, don't beat yourself up because I didn't. I mean, I got into radio. I was into radio in my 20s. I, I was there, but I didn't get there till my late 20s because like you, I started college, drifted away. I was like, no, nope, this isn't for me. Yeah. And I was like, well, and then I went back to school for broadcasting and then I kind of fell into something where I surrounded myself with people that I like and I like conversation. And, and you're good at I it. I figured it out. Right. And maybe thing, maybe maybe times are different. Times are changing. No, but like when I was growing up, there was a lot of outside influence from family members and just people of like what you should do. Oh yes, like I, this well, is a good job. This you'll make a lot of money. This is that's still a thing. And that's what I don't I don't yeah. know if no, that's I a know. thing still. But it, it is a thing. I'm there, sure there's a lot of people and and young people that are being pushed in a direction because they think that that's their best for social standing. When And I've said this a million times. I would tell a lot of people this. If, if, if you get up every morning and your feet hit the floor and you legitimately love what you do, and this is going to sound very cliche, you'll never work a day in your life, right? And that is when you find that, and sometimes it takes a little longer, you've got it figured out. I mean, I, I could tell, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was at the University of Minnesota when I got, I got out of the service 
and uh, I was in an economics class, and I had this uh, a professor. Because first of all, without taking sides here, I will tell you, and everybody knows this: University of Minnesota left-wing politics are a hot thing there. I mean, it's just one of the furthest to the left you'll get in the country. It's re- it's it's outrageous, and I'm a pretty middle of the road guy, right? But anyways. I had an economics professor, and she was just, just, I mean, she had her opinions, right? And it wasn't about the facts so much. So we were talking about healthcare at that time. It was a big, it was a big thing. You know, Hillary Clinton had her idea of what, at that point, right? Because President Clinton was still in office, and uh, they all had their ideas. And I wrote a paper, a lengthy paper, because she wanted us to discuss how we were to fix this in the mm-hmm. United States. And I defended capitalism to a point where it, I explained that it's what drives aggressive research, and that's why we have the best medicine in the world. Now, our healthcare system may be broken, right? It, it, it's expensive. I understand that. Capitalism tends to rear its ugly head. But the research and that competitive nature is what makes it great in America, right? And she wouldn't have – she gave me a zero. She was like – she wouldn't even – Really? I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, I, I was trying to explain to her that every, you know, all of these different sides, you got to look at it. You got to step back. But she was so agenda driven and so indoctrinated that I realized this is not about learning anything. This is about somebody trying to indoctrinate me with their opinion. Right. And you're get not, you you're, to, to right. think the same way that they so, think. And I was at that point. I mean, I, I was in my early 20s at that point. I'm like, you know what? And I sat and I thought about it. And I'm like, I'm tired of living my life like this. People telling me what I should and shouldn't think. You know, the, the facts are there, right? So I left and I was like, I don't want to do this. This isn't me. I want to, I mean, I like to have great conversation with people. And sometimes I learn from them, you know, and sometimes we can share mm-hmm. thoughts. And But it wasn't, I was like, I just can't stand that. I mean, I was like, this is... And, and I had read articles prior to going there that it was going to be like that. And I was like, no way. And I saw it for myself and I was like, holy God. Yeah, that's, a cra- that's wild. It is. It's literally, that is what was happening. That happened to me. That was my experience. So I left and I was like, you know what? I want something I can do that I love. And after, you know, being in the Marine Corps and working hard like that and then having the jobs while I was going to college, I was like, man, I got to find something that I can really embrace. And I did. Which is cool. But And you na- did it for a... Almost three decades. Right, for yeah. a long time. And now I, we, we continue to do it just on different platforms. We've evolved. Ev- I was just going to say, we've evolved right. with technology and time and the way people consume entertainment. Right. So uh, we're here now, but people ask, I get that question, would you ever consider just going back? And I was like, yeah, I would. My dad in his 70s went back to a community college just to sit in on a history class. God, I would have loved to be in that class. He aced it. Of course he did. I mean, he was like, because he was, my dad was a really well-read guy anyways. And he had, I mean, his books in library, mm-hmm. just tons of stuff, right? He was always reading. But uh, he did that simply because after working his entire life as an electrician, he wanted to go, but he'd never experienced anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to just go sit in and like, and I could, I could tell that my dad probably would have been the guy <laughs> that all the other kids were looking at, like, what is grandpa 
But doing, he loved it. He would he tell did. stories like, oh, yeah, a guy I'm, I'm in class with. And he right. was talking about like a 20-year-old guy. Right, right. It was weird. But he did go awesome. back simply because he enjoyed talking history. And uh-huh. that's, what he's, that's what he was studying, right, with other people. And obviously the, the history professor that he had. So I think a lot of people do it just because they want to they, – they're looking for something to do. Or they want to – they want to learn something specific. Right. You know, there's there's things that you can do like through community ed. Right. Where you don't have to commit to a you know a four year degree. You can just take classes to learn a skill or learn something that could become a hobby. Right. And I I don't know. There's just something about continuing to learn and try new things. That's that I why think is super that's, cool. That's why I love it when I see athletes finish their careers right, and they go back to school and get their degree. Uh huh. There's a lot, it happens all the time, you know, and I think that's a good example of people. You know what? I got this, God help me, season of my life. Oh. I hate that term. I hate that term. It's but, just a chapter. Right. It, I prefer a chapter. But they get through that portion of their life and they're like, okay, now, now I'm ready. Isn't uh-huh. that weird? It's but great. Some people are ready when they're in their 20s or late teens or whatever. And then there's some, maybe it's their 70s. You know, I think that's the key is that some people make that that career choice at 17 or 18 and it's the right one for them. And they take the steps and they get the career and it it's a good fit. And some people make that choice at that age and it isn't. Right. And they keep trying. Right. Or there's something that they really wanted to do and they just, Never did. And so it's like finding that season right. chapter where you commit to it to your for yourself. Right. I going back, would you change anything? About my career? Your education. Would you Oh. What would you change anything? Yeah, I would absolutely. And not to say that like my career was bad or is bad or anything like that, but I knew at 17 years old that I wanted a career in fashion and that I felt like very passionate about it and I would have actually pursued it. But I was a farm girl in Iowa in 1999 and that was just, you couldn't even fathom what that looked like. You know, it would it was like working retail is all that. I mean, that's what my parents told me. You're right. gonna, you have to work at the mall your whole life, right. which is fine. But that's not what it, I had bigger dreams than that. Right. And they, I mean, they basically were like, that's not realistic. Like, you're not you're not going to get a job. It's not sustainable. You're not going to make any money. It's a dead end road. It's a pipe dream, basically. So then I didn't. I didn't pursue that. And I went into broadcast and I loved it. And I had a good career. And now yeah. I'm in marketing and I love right. that. Well, I think marketing and advertising is something that you and I are both drawn to. Absolutely. Right? I love the analytics, the numbers. I like to be given a goal or a target demographic. Mm-hmm. I like to cater to them. And I love to see the result. Because you like numbers. I do. I love numbers. And that plays into the the numbers part of it for you. Yeah, it was, uh, it is. And I think, you know, in, in hindsight, looking back on my own situation, I would, I would say this to young people. When you go, like going back to the University of Minnesota, at that age, I didn't understand that if I wanted to, 
I could actually go seek out and find like-minded individuals and mm-hmm. groups there. So I felt like I fit in more mm-hmm. rather than a rogue economics teacher who I just wanted to toss out a fourth floor balcony window when they, <laughs> when she was arguing, oh. but I was like, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah. it was that yeah. type of, I'm like, I can't stand listening to ignorant people. So I just was like, you know what? I would go back and I would find people that would have legitimate conversation, whether they agreed with me or not, and go find people like that. Find like-minded people and get involved Mm -hmm. because that will give you that sense of community, right? And And, make you feel like you belong and you want to stay where you're at. I felt so alienated. I mean, again, it's you're taking a, a kid who grew up in rural Minnesota, a very conservative home, spent four years in the United States Marine Corps, and then you drop him into the University of Minnesota where he doesn't know anybody, and leftist, leftist politics are like the only thing that exists, in my mind anyways, after six months there. And I just was like, well, I don't. why do I want to be here? Were I can't you, fight these people. I just got to get out of here. Were you at the U for a semester? Uh, yeah, or I, a year? No, not a full year. It wasn't even a full year. Yeah, me no. neither. I, and well, I, I wasn't was, at the U. I was at Winona State. but And I was just like, and I don't, I don't regret leaving because I, I obviously fell into something that I really loved in a, in a much better situation. But I would tell people this, find groups that you can get involved with that make you feel that sense of community because if you don't, you're going to struggle. Completely. That's, that's a yes. big thing. And that's where the homesickness and all of the other things come in. And I think college counselors will tell you that, right? Get involved. Find groups that you, you know, with like-minded people that, mm-hmm. and you have passion, things that you're passionate about and get involved. And, and but there, you have to understand, I mean, when I was doing this 30 years ago, there was no social media or internet to connect with people. It was just, I literally walked onto campus and I walked into these rooms and I, I listened to these people and I was like, this is which is not super for me. intimidating if you think about it. The, I wasn't the- intimidated. I was just... I was just not ready for to be just bombarded with what I was what they told me I was supposed to believe and I was like Mm-mm, no I'm not going to there's no way. Well the I mean just the college experience pre-internet. Right. And I don't know if, if you- all colleges are like that because I, I mean that was my was my experience, right? Cuz when we got into broadcast school at Brown, everybody we were all the same. Yeah. I mean, different, but the same in the, in the sense that you're, you got to be somewhat crazy to get into it. I know. I right? was just going to say, it, like, the, the class that I graduated with from radio school was just this, like, group of misfit weirdos in, like, a very loving way. Right. Right. Yeah. We had a, I, we had, we had a super good group. <laughs> we did, too. And I, I don't mean, think, I don't think any of the people that I graduated with in 2003 are still in radio. I know. I think I was the last one. Yeah, I'm, I was the last one to exit as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was 30 years. I mean, and there were some that, you know, did incredibly well. I still have good friends, obviously, that are doing it. on the, uh, They're riding the last wave as well. But it's, you know, I, I, I don't regret it at all. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm glad <laughs> that I went that route versus just, you know, that everyday grind thing that people get into. Well, right, because weren't you, like, studying engineering? I wanted to be an engineer, yeah, a mechanical engineer. Which you, I think you would have been great at as far as the knowledge part, like I would, the skill part, but I think you would have went crazy with the, like, 
I have to sit at a desk at a computer and... You and I are a great example of this because remember, before we were on the air together, when we were in the same building and you and I (laughs) couldn't stop talking. Right. You would like come stand at my cubicle and just like chat about dumb stuff. And we were, or we were in a production studio or whatever, and we were just always talking. And I would, and if it wasn't you, I would go find somebody else, <laughs> right? And and we had a great general manager who was like that as well. And that's what you're, you're doing it for a living. That's just the natural way things work, right? So, but I would have had a a very difficult time in my life. It would have drove me crazy. I would have got out anyways. If I would have went and got the degree and wound up doing, I couldn't have done it. I can't sit and not talk to people and just do that. Well, my parents tried to get me to go to school for banking oh god you would have you would have never no i'm like my my brain doesn't work like that yeah when i see people with a with a desk and a stack of paper Ah. you know i mean literally like 12 inches high and they got to work through all these different things i'm like how do you do it no and i i admire people whose brains do work like that because to me, it's fascinating because mine doesn't. Mine <laughs> right. does like yeah. words and color. and. You want to know why? It's c- creative people have a difficult time relating to people who are not. Yes. And, 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 and that is, and if unless you're creative, whether art, oh, for us, it's broadcast and marketing and advertising. If you're not one of those people, you won't get it. How How being that stagnant, Right. Just, it's, it's, no. It really is just a different way that your your brain works different. Brain works. It is. It's a hundred percent. And and we all fit together and like make the machine go right. And it truly does take all kinds of kinds. But when you t- <laughs> like me as a banker, yeah. When when you when you uh told me what what was the 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 national company that your dad wanted you to FDIC <laughs> which is like the 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 government agency that examines banks and makes sure that they're like keeping things right. on the up and up it, and that's what he did after college right he went and and worked for the FDIC for a couple of years and he examined he did bank examining and, and it's a really good way in the banking industry to like set your career off like on a really good trajectory so that was my dad's plan for me was that I would go to school, get my finance degree, and then work for the FDIC for a couple of years, like he did. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds like the worst thing ever. That that sounds like trying to make a pacifist a UFC fighter. That's uh, what it sounds like. I'm like, like, that's impossible. It's not going to work. No. No. I would like to not. And he was like, you're really smart. And I, it no, I cannot do that. And I and I didn't, obviously. No. I, I went in my, I kind of blazed my own trail because I come from a family of follow finance, the path. finance follow, people. Follow the path, right? Yeah. So here we are. And now I kind well, of, now I want to get my little fashion certificate and really just blow the roof off the whole thing. Your aunt Terry went into teaching, yep, right? She, she's in education. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. And my other aunt actually has a, a, TV broadcasting degree, and she's she works in finance. She works, but your aunt Joellen's a nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean so there's... The, yes, there are other professions in my family. Yeah. That's just oh yeah. Heavy on the finance. Well, it's it's in your dad. Yeah. Your dad was the banker, right? Yeah. And my so stepmom it's... and my sister, or my brother-in-law. Your sister's then... not into banking. No finance. Well, she works. Yeah, car dealer. Yeah, she yeah. has an accounting degree. Yeah. So it's uh, it's funny to. <laughs> That you, you look back even now and you realize that it wouldn't have worked. 
<laughs> no. Right. I mean, I, I know that as well. I, I like, would have never God. even graduated. That's my th- professors would have been like, you got to go. You don't know anything. <laughs> it's people who are afraid to take that first step that wind up. Is far, I'm going to speak from, from a guy's perspective here that when, when you see a, a house that has four or five guys in their thirties, all living together, those are the guys who didn't take that step in their twenties. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, so don't be afraid, but and on the flip side of that, I would I would like I'm inspired by people who pursue their education and even advancement later in life like that. Me too. I'm, I'm seeing it now. A lot of people I know in their 40s, 50s, and even beyond, continuing their education sometimes for no other reason than the fact that they want to. And I think it's never too late. It isn't. Is what it I would isn't. say to people if if there's something that's like been in your heart or your soul for a long time, it's never too late. You know what's, you know what, I, one thing I wonder about is for young people today, and even if you were older and to go back into a college environment, what is it like to debate or converse with somebody when we live in a country that is so divided that the, as it is now? Uh, I, what is that like? That would be an interesting. What is it like perspective a, to get from someone on a college campus now? What is it like? Because it was it was already beginning. I mean, it was I mean, it, it happened in the 70s and 80s, too. But it was this this divide that we have now was not an overnight thing. And I saw it developing even in the 90s and the early part of last decade. And I want with the younger, or the decade before that, with the younger say. generations, yeah. are they better at listening to each other? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I I work with some younger people, and we have a pretty um, big internship program at the company that I work for full time. Um, but it's construction, so it's you know we don't really get into those conversations right. that these are different kinds of jobs. So, right. but they're college kids you and i had talked young about, adults sorry speaking of conversation and, and just pursuing different things we, we had this conversation this past weekend and i said because people ask me all the time would you do radio again and first of all it will never be like it was where it's just a, a radio tower and people are listening on the dial in their car Broadcast has changed. That's why you and I are podcasting Mm -hmm. right now, right? It's changed. But as far as putting that kind of a show together again, I would do it if I had the right people around me. And it would take a budget. You would have to, I mean, it would take a big budget. It really would. And it would take the right management. And then there's just a lot of things that would have to fall into place that I don't see happening. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's why I tell them to do it like that again. If I'm going to do that, that's going to be something that you and I will specifically tackle, and it will evolve, and it would just happen. But I'm not a I, I, like Sean Connery when they asked him if he'd ever play James Bond again. I will never say never, right? <laughs> but at the same time, uh I it right now I'm really happy doing what I'm doing because we've just basically and I, it's hard to explain this to people but especially the older generation which is weird by the way I'm going to bring this up before we wrap up here real quick 
you know, we, you talk about me following numbers and analytics uh-huh. and things like that. It's funny to watch our younger demographic grow. And I wasn't expecting that, but we're getting now into the late teens and early twenties and our audience is even growing there. And it's, it's weird because I'm like, that is weird. who are these people? <laughs> right. And I'm like, right. And how that is, gr- there's been a gradual uptick and I see, I see beneath 40, even beneath 35 in that range and into the, through the twenties, that is the demo that is growing. Interesting. And, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm like, you know what? And I've said this all along, and I know people come at me for this. I had one of my friends in broadcasting. I said, don't sleep on Gen Z. And that would be right now our our teens into their early 20s, right? I think technically even Noah is Gen Z, and he's 10 years old. Right, right. Oh, so, so these, I, are, these are young people. I would say middle school then. Mm-hmm. Right? Middle, middle school to early 20s. Yeah, don't sleep on these guys because I've, I've met some of the kids in high school and certainly – some of the college students and even them into their mid twenties now that are frustrated. We're going to, this is a whole different conversation. You know what? I'm not going to go down this road right now, but I, cause I, I, I'm one of the few people and I don't know why maybe I'm not, maybe it's just the people I'm surrounded with, but I believe in these because they're tackling a different world. So it's hard for people to understand yes. that it's not going to be done the same old way. That is one of the reasons I admire people that are going back to school because they get to spend time with these kids, right? And you're getting to, you're getting to understand them in real and have a legitimate conversation with them versus telling them what they need to do or think. I saw before we go, and maybe this could be a kind of a jumping off point for our topic for tomorrow. But I saw an article on LinkedIn um, the other day that was talking about mentorship, and it was saying that every professional should have a mentor who is older than them. And a mentor that is younger than them. Oh, I could see that. So you're you're learning from these younger people, like what is happening in their world, and what do they see happening for the future, and what what are they striving for, and you're you're learning that for yourself. And I thought that was just it, like blew my mind. I had never thought about it because you always think of a mentor as someone older and wiser who's experienced things, but they said you should have an older and a younger mentor. I agree. I love that idea. I, th- I thought it was super cool. I, I love that idea. And I mean, I am again, and people know people that know me are like, are you crazy? You know, like, are you, you're one of the biggest cheerleaders of this next generation. I'm like, I am. And I think they're, they're, they're they, they live in a different world that you don't understand mm-hmm. and we'll get to And if you don't try to understand right. it, you won't understand no. it. And then you can never connect you know what i think every generation goes through that like when i was growing up in the 80s my dad did not understand that generation at all he (laughs) thought we were crazy you know with the jabot jeans and the big puffy shirts and the wild hair (laughs) and all of the you know it's hard to believe that if you go back to the early 80s the movie footloose with footloose was controversial which is crazy to that's think about. Bizarre. All things considered now. Right. That is bizarre. Right. But that's what that was. Rebellion. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that rock and roll music, you know, and things I was like, you gotta be, but you know what? We're all right. Gen X. Now we're the, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer and we are, 
<laughs> we're the generation that's like watching everybody else come in now. And eventually they're going to take the reins here in the next mm-hmm. decade or two. Yeah. Right. And it's just, uh, it's funny to watch, but I have great faith in Gen Z and millennials that I think that knowing them and getting to spend some time with them and work with them, even before we exited, they've got the great ideas. And the only thing that they're fighting is people who are going to be left behind mm-hmm. because they're not getting it. And what, that was one of the big reasons you and I left radio. Huge. Yeah. I was like, you're not, I mean, at this level, right. Like we here, need to evolve. And now, yeah. and, and if we, if we can't evolve here, then we have to go evolve on our own. Yeah. We have and, to be able to grow. And right to the end, I was watching an archaic approach to broadcasting. And I'm like, this is not going to work. Yeah. We've got to keep evolving and moving and stop laughing at this younger generation and spend more time listening to them and understanding them. Right. Cause I mean, it came down to this. I, I was having this conversation with, uh, Rich up at Ryan's, you know, and, and we had this conversation too. He was like, you know what? These guys are going to be our next generation of customers. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Yes. So understand and them. potential employees. Absolutely. Not even a question. And that, but so what that, do they want? That's the people that you're What's catering to. to yeah. But there's, there's so many people that think that they're just going to keep doing it the same old way. We'll have to continue this. That's a different conversation, conversation. tomorrow. But I will, I will, I will say this: If you have ever even considered going back and 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 finishing or perhaps pursuing a new education, go for it. It's never too late. I I could see myself at some point, but right now I can because I will obviously the commitment of our children right now, a ten and a five year old. It's, it's it's big. Yeah, but as they get a little bit older, I could see uh, one or two nights a week. Just getting involved in something and mm-hmm. having that conversation, right, and learning. I, I love to learn new things. So I could see that. So if you plan on doing that, or if you are doing it, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I would. absolutely. You I can, would love to hear about it. You can weigh in on our social media, George and Jess Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can always shoot us a message if you want to be kept anonymous um, as far as, yeah. like, you know, not We're, letting everyone else in the world see what you have to say. Yeah, I will um, never call you out. Nope. Nope, I don't believe in that. That's not what we're about. So... Uh, have yourself a fantastic, it's Wednesday already. It's Wednesday already. It's Time is flying. It's June. It's June. It don't feel like June, but it's June. It's June. I know. That's don't crazy. Don't blink. It'll be, you'll be buying crayons and markers for back to school. <laughs> How fast is the 4th of July going to be here? I know. I, it, it is. Literally, right, right around the corner. Although, <laughs> listening out on the patio throughout the evenings on this weekend, I thought it was the 4th of July. I was like, Where, what's the fireworks all about? What's the fireworks about? What is that about? I'm like that cranky old lady in the neighborhood, like, <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. It's too loud. There was a point when we were watching, some, I can't remember what we were watching. Was it, were we finishing up Hacks? I don't know. I don't know, what, story, I don't know what the, the story is. But anyways, uh, where I was like, so help me God, if these fireworks wake Clara up. I know. And I have to deal with that. Yeah. I am going to go nuts. We are totally the cranky old people. All right. On that note, again, if you're pursuing, uh, furthering your education uh, and, and you've reached a point in your life where it's just, you felt like it was the thing to do, right? Or you wanted, I think that's why most people do it. They want to. Absolutely. They just feel like they want to. We'd love to hear about it. Have yourself a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow morning with a new episode. Maybe we'll get to discussing this Gen Z millennial thing. I really, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer and I've got my reasons. So have yourself a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.